It's time for a snack. Is butter a carb? Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Snack time on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Well, yesterday was a very anticipated day because the dreaded Epstein list was supposed to drop yesterday. And we did get a bunch of files that were released by a judge who mandated that those files be released. But I I get the sense that a lot of people were just expecting there to be like a 135 name list (laughs) of, of people with an affiliation to Jeffrey Epstein, and that's not really how it works. So here's what we learned from the entire list that was dropped. Not a whole hell of a lot at all, other than Stephen Hawking was included on this list, which caught a lot of people by surprise that Stephen Hawking was potentially, allegedly, maybe partaking in some of the festivities at Jeffrey Epstein's island. Outside of that, huh? Pretty much everything that we that we had already known was uh was talked about. Yeah, you didn't see that? You didn't see that Stephen Hawking Stephen was Stephen Hawking, huh? Uh-huh. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Just put Stephen Hawking's name into a Twitter search and uh kick back the old feet and go through some scrolling. My that's, gosh. That's about the one thing that we learned from the entire document dump yesterday. But it was also a a point that you could not trust social media with anything yesterday at all because there was so much nonsense that was out there based off of what was in the documents and what wasn't in the documents. All right. Before we get to birthdays, this will be a shorter edition of The Snack because I want to get to Warren Moon at straight up 5 o'clock. By the way, I'm a little bit worried because Warren said, hey, text me 20 minutes before the interview. And I did, and I haven't heard anything back from him yet, so... Fingers crossed on the old Warren. Um, Taylor Swift. I would say that 2023 has been a pretty good year for Taylor. So she has an album, 1989, which is basically Taylor's version. Because um, if you remember, she lost the rights to her music. She didn't own it. So she basically, after begging to have the rights back to her albums from Scooter Braun, basically said, all right, screw you guys. I'll go ahead and I'll just record them again. And those are the master's copies that I will use moving forward. So she could take back her own music. Well, this 1989 album, Taylor's version, which starts the remake of her pop crossover hit from 2014, has led the Billboard 200 for the last two weeks of the year, notching the album's fourth and fifth times at the top, helping Swift break another record. With this latest chart, Swift has now earned a total of 168 times at the at the number one spot over 13 of her LPs, which surpasses Elvis Presley for the most appearances in the top slot for a solo artist. Of all the acts, there is only one that has been at number one more times in the history 
of Billboard's flagship album chart, which goes back to 1956. So she is number one now in the solo artist passing Elvis Presley. Do you have a guess as to who leads the way with the most appearances number one in the history of Billboard? Beatles. Ding, ding, ding. It is the Beatles. How much is their lead? If Taylor is the number one solo artist at 68 times, the Beatles have been number one 132 times. So good luck with ever passing that record that they have stacked up. In this latest week's outing, 1989 had the equivalent of 98,000 copies in sales in the United States, which includes now 48.5 million streams and 61,000 copies sold as a complete package, according to the tracking service now. In the nine weeks since the new 1989 was released in late October, it has the equivalent of 2.8 million sales, just over 1 billion streams in the United States alone. So, like I said, pretty good year for Taylor. And, you know, the entire falling in love thing, too, with Travis Kelsey. Uh, All right. Uh, Ooh, I have heard back from Warren Moon. We are good to go. So that made me feel just a little bit better. (laughs) I was starting to get a little bit worried. The joy in your voice. (laughs) Well, dude, how many times have you been able to be like, Warren Moon just sent me a text? Like, that's still, I'm I'm still a dumb 12-year-old. No, I I get it. Absolutely. And if you don't think for a minute... That I'm not putting Warren Moon's number in my phone. You are out of your mind. And and I I also I've been stood up by Brett Favre before. <laughs> yes. And so I get the like you know you talk about it and then they don't show up and you're like oh man I know this is terrible. Luckily he made good on it. But yeah it, yeah. At least he it. didn't text you any pictures. That, that's that, right. That's true. Not yet anyway. But we're just this is an early relationship between myself and Mr. Moon. I was going back to Brett Favre, oh, not so much oh, Warren Moon. Oh. Well, I will welcome any any type of photos that I get from Warren uh, at all. Uh, important dates on this history. The Romantics released their debut album featuring What I Like About You on this date in 1980. 1981, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Falcons 30-27 to in the NFC Divisional Round of the playoffs at Fulton County Coliseum. Uh, Danny White hero for the Cowboys that day 322 yards three touchdowns Cowboys lost to the Eagles in the MC championship game uh, the next week 1982 Bryant Gumble made his debut the co-anchor of the Today Show on NBC 1982 the Elephant Man made for TV movie aired on ABC I am a human being 1984 Night Court premiered on NBC ran nine seasons with 135 episodes which has now been brought back with a new version of Night Court with Dan Fielding, who was John Larroquette's character, is now a judge, for crying out loud. Speaking of John Larroquette, one of, uh, this still says Grammy. I Remember, think it's Emmy. I it's think, I don't Emmy know why for they Best Supporting Grammy. Actor four years in a row from 85 to 88 for his role as Dan Fielding on Night Court. Uh, 1986, the Rams shut out the Cowboys 20 to nothing. NFC divisional round of the playoffs. Eric Dickerson on that date set an NFL playoff record with 248 yards rushing. Rams lost to the Bears. Shut out in the NFC championship game uh, later on, and well, that very next week. All right, let's get to birthdays on this date. Let's see here. Bernard Sumner, musician from New Order, born on the state in 1956. Uh, Max Hedrum, portrayed by 
Matt Frewer, born on this date in 1958. Uh, oh, lead singer from R.E.M., Michael Stipe, born on this date in 1960. Dave Foley, comedian, Kids in the Hall, also on the new season of Fargo, born on this date in 1963. And Vanity. Oh, did I have a crush on Vanity? I mean, you you give me Vanity in Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon and... Your boy here is absolutely complete. Born in the state in 1959. Unfortunately, passed away 2016. Patty Loveless, born in the state 19... Well, she turned 67. I don't have the ability to do the math. Chris Bryant, baseball player, turns 32. Ted Lilly turns 48. Colin Sexton is 25. Al Jefferson is 39. Derrick Henry is 30. Eric Waddell is 39. Scott Frost is 49. Mel Tucker is 52. And all hail today, turning the age of 20, one Victor Wimbenyama, who still is not old enough to drink in this country, but uh, to push Chet for Rookie of the Month in December. And that will do it for birthdays of people that are still alive, people that passed away, no longer with us. Don Shula was born on this date, January 4th, 1930, elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 97. And passing away on this date, Tanya Roberts. Oh, Don King. Don King was a massive fan of Tanya Roberts. January 4th, uh, 2021, at the age of 65 from sepsis. She was on that 70s show and also Sheena. That will do it for this edition of The Snack on January the 4th, 2024. We'll take a timeout, and by God, Warren Moon will join us next year on the Blitz 1170.